What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back after such a long reprieve to another episode of Even More About Nothing. Yes, and we're so close to episode 200. Uh, super excited to be back and a part of this. Yeah, uh, good to be back. So it's been a long time coming. So 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 freaking excited. Um, a lot has happened. I thought about doing a rundown Ooh. of all the things we missed. All of the, but things. there's a lot. Listen, there is that. a lot. 2020 let's just put it that way <laughs> yes yes but anyways um for those of you that have no idea what this podcast is about we i get either. that i understand that who knows but i'm one of your hosts my name is matt you can follow me on all social media at matt underscore gutu where violence is chosen every single day <laughs> <laughs> by choice there's always violence <laughs> Uh, I am the other host. I go by the name of Westside Mookie on some platforms. I go by the name of Old Man Mookie on other platforms. But you can call me Caleb. And I'm here every single time to tell you to spend that money, comma, responsibly, period. <laughs> I'll just tell you to flat out spend it. <laughs> oh, I know. I've been victim to that mentality. That's why I had to put the comma, responsibly, respectfully. Well, you you say responsibly. And any accountant or ed financial advisor that works with us wants you to say responsibly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. for all intents and purposes, <laughs> we just spend money. My bank account does not get that. <laughs> yeah, I got two accountants and two lawyers, and they both say, "Where do you spend your money on?" And I'm like, "Fam, don't ask no questions." Uh, my lawyer does have to ask that question. <laughs> right. Uh, there are so many things I spent money on. Um, but let let. Really quick, I think it is fun if we go ahead and do a rundown of what's been going on in our lives and in general pop culture that we may have missed. Big facts. So, in 2020, so our last episode would have probably been around like June, July area, and we're just like, oh, we'll take a little bit of break, and then we'll come back and we'll revamp for episode 200, which I think we're only like two episodes away yeah. from 200. I forget, I forgot to count, but maybe we'll do something special. I feel like we need to do something special for that because a lot of people have been rocking with us since episode zero. Since episode and we really appreciate zero, you guys. What you guys know about episode zero? Day one oh, is our Chinese audience still there? These are the questions that I have. Right, honestly, and I think it's very fitting to do. You, do you remember what the very first title of the first episode was, or what what our our topic was about? Bro, I don't. That was so long ago. I do not remember. So. For, for reference, I think it was 2015. It would have been 2015. Yeah, sounds about right. And the crazy thing is, probably had nothing, probably a very small percentage to deal with anything that's like pop culture or within like nerd stuff in the realm. I remember, I looked at this like three months ago. So that's <laughs> I why I know. Tell me why the title of that episode is Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fitting. Oh, that's uh, so fitting. We probably didn't talk about Donald Trump at all. Well, we probably... No, here's the thing. We probably did. Right, right, <laughs> and we probably right. spent a good amount of time talking about it just because that's probably when he announced he was running for president. And you're just like, oh, there's no way this Joker's winning. And then yeah. here we are. Five years later, four years, six years later, almost. And it's like, what happened? What happened? What a time to be alive. Goodness. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. But things that we probably missed, things that we did miss while we were gone. 
San Diego Comic-Con still happened. A lot of virtual cons happened where a lot of really cool stuff came out yep. in regards to, to Marvel, to DC, uh, to a bunch of anime stuff. Yep. Uh, All the, of the Mandalorian happened. Right. The whole Cara uh, Gina thing, whatever her name is, whoever she is. No, her character's name is Cara Dune. Is it? Yeah, her, her, yeah. Honestly, I know I know yeah. very little about her. That's how much I cared about her character prior to this. Yeah, her, yeah, her, her, her character name is Cara Dune, and we're gonna leave it in that universe because we're not gonna condone what that kind of behavior on this podcast. We're so, not, so here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are so many people that are just like she's being punished for being a conservative. No, she's being punished for, for being, being stupid. <laughs> like what? What's the saying? Be stupid, get stupid. Yeah, like big facts. Like I don't. I, I don't know what else you want me to say. Like, if you do something stupid, you're going to get punished for it. And this isn't, like, the first time she's done something like this. Yeah, and, and um, not, not for nothing, it's the same people who are always shouting and saying it's a private company. They're allowed to do whatever they want. Hmm, cool. Yeah, Disney's a private company. They're allowed to do whatever they want. So it goes both ways, homie. Sorry. Yeah. Sucks but, suck. and, and, and there are a bunch of people that are um, equating to this because – uh, never mind. I don't want to get into that because that's not what this is about. I don't want to give it any more credence than it needs because, frankly, the Mandalorian's better off without her because her character just wasn't that interesting. I thought her um, character was interesting for, like, the first half, and then when she became deputy sheriff woman lady, I was like, mm, well, you kind of lost the sauce well, a little well, bit. Well, here's the thing. I, I, Yeah, I get it. There is the appeal of, like, okay, let's see how, like, this band of trio, like, gets along in season one, but it... Uh, after a while, you're just like, okay, I'm over this. I want more of Bill Burr. Give me that guy. <laughs> Big facts. Big facts. My boy was coming for all the smoke. Or Bo-Katan, because she's really about to backstab some people, and I'm interested. Oh, listen. <laughs> she wants that dark saber. <laughs> she is all about that smoke. But no one, not a single person on that show, was ready for all the smoke than Ahsoka. When she showed up, she was the smoke. She wasn't ready oh, yeah. for the smoke. She was the smoke. Honestly, Honestly, I'm so glad we're talking about this because the parallels of Luke Skywalker at the end of season two with Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One. Right. Oh, my God. My boy came through that hallway. Chills. Uh, uh. Yeah, but no. So many uh, chills. That show gave us so much to love. And honestly, I didn't think. There were certain things I didn't like about Boba Fett once that like, whole reveal happened. I was like, man, I never wanted to see his face. I'm going to, you know, keep the mystery, blah, 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 the Mandalorian. Because, uh, mm-hmm. like, like, Boba Fett showed up. I was like, I'm Boba Fett. You got my armor. And if you don't give it to me, homie, I'm killing you and everything you stand for. And everybody was like, everybody calm down. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Drink some blue milk. and <laughs> Calm down. Let's figure this out. But my favorite episode was when... Um, he teamed up with Boba and his new assistant. I cannot remember her name, but the the former assassin lady. So that was my favorite episode. Close tie, very 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 close tie with the Bill Burr episode where he gets broken out because that character mm-hmm. is hilarious. And also like at the end of that episode reveals like to have more like upstanding, just gumption, upstanding characters, just all around well rounded guy. So shout mm-hmm. outs to them for like pulling that gem out of a hat yeah and and honestly i i, I would agree like but 
obviously the latter part of season two was all about Mando. Like, who does he identify as? Because he's always followed this creed. And it's just like, I never remove the helmet. Like, that's who we are. Yeah. And then when Bo-Katan came in and she was just like, you take yourself way too seriously. And then Relax. to run into Boba Fett, who is OG, he's the guy. Yeah. And he was just like, well, this is not necessarily my choice because I just don't have my armor anymore. He's, he's like, yeah, I don't really know what to say. My armor's gone. <laughs> uh, but yes, Mandalorian season two. Also, uh, on the anime front, Demon Slayer, the movie. Are we going to talk about that? Listen, let me tell you the levels of hype that exist around that. Oh, so good. There's so much we've missed. I'm so glad we're back. So we talk about it now. Yeah, and obviously, like, we're still getting the Snyder Cut, uh, and more recently, the voice of Sonic quit, and so now people are petitioning for a new one. I saw somewhere somewhere where someone wanted Adam Sandler to be yeah. the new voice of Sonic, I don't know if I and I was like, I don't want it. Do you know who I want? It's the only person who is capable slash worthy of being Sonic. It is Ben Schwartz. Mm, yeah, that's a good tough. That's a good tough choice. I like that. That's He's tough. already the voice of Sonic in the movie, so give him the video games. Give him the whatever TV shows they come out with. Give him all the money because I just freaking love Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz is just so awesome and amazing. Yeah, I support uh, that decision. I support that decision wholeheartedly. And they're just a lot of things. I'm sure miss, we're missing stuff from San Diego Comic Con that did come out. Pokemon Journeys has just been insane and wild because uh, it's following Ash and Go, and they battled Mewtwo. Maybe Ash caught it, maybe he didn't, but Go caught a Suicune not too long ago in, over in Japan, and it's like, okay, this is what we're doing now. We're just catching legendaries. It was, if it was this easy, why didn't Ash just do it before? Because, I mean, first of all, I think Ash is, like, on this, like, like adventure where in his head he was like ah oh, they're legendaries they deserve to be free and now he wants to win he got a little taste of that championship money he got a little Bro. taste of that championship sauce and he's like have you seen his team no it's i haven't but i heard it's not not it's not friendly bro li okay listen even, so there are three parts of it on netflix so like a year and a half ago uh, when COVID really started to affect production in Japan for a lot of these TV stations and studios, mm -hmm. um, they then gave it to Netflix. Netflix yeah. bought it, and they would produce it and push it out. And so now it is considered a Netflix original, even though it originally aired in a studio in Japan. So even though it's a Netflix original, they're pushing out all this content. It's still being aired on a weekly basis in Japan. But for a lot of like the subbed and dubbed versions of pokemon is being released in 12 episode increments on netflix and so because of that they have three parts currently up on netflix part four is coming early march um and so for all intents and purposes they are behind a bit more you than what they would usually they be usually um, in a term like dubbed to subbed uh translation with that being said uh in the early part of pokemon Ash already has his Pikachu's already super strong. We know this. At yeah, this point, he's just like he's just like the ultimate legendary. There's like uh whatever like the god of all Pokemon is, there's Deoxys, there's Mewtwo, then there's like Pikachu like right under him in this Ash's Pikachu to be specifically. But he has a Dragonite. Like unheard yeah. of. I he has a Dragonite. Was, okay, didn't he have that before though? Or is that new? No, he's he's never had a Dragonite. Okay, so that is so he has so a Dragonite. The one episode I watched, Dragonite popped up, and Dragonite mopped the floor 
with somebody. I can't remember if it was a Charizard or... Yeah, so there have been episodes where his Charizard has fought with a Dragonite just because Dragon Pokemon. Yeah. Um. So he has a Dragonite. He has a Gengar. And, oh, like, this oh. Gengar is, like, strong as hell. It's, like, clutch. This just makes me want to play and, Pokemon all over again. Right. And I think the my favorite thing about this, the best part, is he has a Lucario. Or he has Riolu that will evolve into a Lucario yeah, later on. Yeah. And so, for the first time, Ash doesn't just have, like, really good Pokemon with, like, a counterbalance. This is probably the best team he's had since uh, the Kalos region, so which would be X, Y, and Z, yeah. which he should have won, but the, because Alon was a character, they just shafted him on that, and then we're not even going to get into Diamond and Pearl. This, this is probably Ash's strongest team yet, if you ask me. I mean, that's a tough lineup. Gengar alone, like, is is a mean Pokemon to go up against. But that Dragonite, that Dragonite, always a, always a hit. Do you have Absolutely. a Dragonite on your Pokemon game? Because uh, Dragonite I'm got added trying in. to think, because I've been playing through Ruby, so Dragonite's not in that. Um, I'm trying to think if I have one in Sword. I maybe... Yeah, I, I think, think I do. I used to have sword. I think I traded my sword in for shield. So I got to go back and... I yeah, and you finally back. found your switches, so... I know, right? Listen, my switches were in Never Neverland. <laughs> they just disappeared. So, yeah, I've, I found my switches. I've been going hard in the paint on uh, Fire Emblem. Uh, that's what usually keeps me up late at night. So I got to go pick up either sword or shield, one or the other. You've got, you've got sword, right? I'll pick up shield. Yeah. Just so we could trade. Yeah. So now let's. I think that's a good rundown of things that have happened while we've been gone. Personally, things that have happened. I got a new job. Mm, big facts. I and three I. <laughs> right. Uh, and for personal reasons, I will not be disclosing any of them. <laughs> so yeah, let's, let's keep it on the low. Yeah. If you follow me, maybe you'll be able to put two and two together. But for all intents and purposes, that's just not happening. Um, it's been really great. Super cool. Um, for the most part. But that's not what we're here about. We're not here to talk about us. We're here <laughs> to talk about the things that we care about. <laughs> and more recently, that has been a lot of the Marvel stuff yeah. that has been coming out. Because we're getting the TV shows. Because of the pandemic, things have been pushed back. Um, oh, things that also happened. The Mulan going straight to Disney Plus and completely flopping because it was terrible. Well, here's the thing. I heard it was good, but there's issues with the actress who played Mulan in the live action. We're speaking specifically about the live action. Wait, wait, are issues in terms of like social things that came out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I heard a lot of people boycotted the movie because she came out and said some wild things about Chinese culture and all the Chinese people were like, no, we're not watching this. And I, like, I had to text my friend. I was like, I need to get educated because I'm not just about to hop on Twitter and say nothing crazy. And, um, yeah, it's a very delicate situation. So, yeah. Also, I just don't know if I'm on board with them putting something on their platform and they're just like, yeah, $30. Yeah, I'm not paying $30. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, HBO can get away with that. Amazon Prime can get away with that. You? Let's no. talk about HBO Max and how they are kind of running Ooh. things right now. First of Ooh. all, they came out with Ooh. that partnership with Warner Brothers and were like, hey, cool, y'all can go to movie theaters if you want, but you can also just chill at the crib and watch it. And I'm just like, excuse me? Yeah, day and date. It's like, 
No extra charge. Just watch it. Yeah, just pull up. No extra charge? <laughs> Homie. Homie. So, so if you have a decent, if you have a really decent home theater system, you can still get that movie theater experience. You don't have to go nowhere, especially right now, where in Kansas City, Missouri, where some of us reside, it is negative zero degrees. I've never heard of anything as negative zero degrees. Um, never mind. I was going to make it. Ah, yeah, I'll still make the joke. I've heard of something negative zero. Feelings for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. No, <laughs> Listen, we're coming back with all that energy. I love to see it. But yeah, it's super cold outside. And like now we actually get to experience like movies without having to wait because a bunch of production studios are like, we're going to wait until the pandemic's over to get the experience back to get people in theaters. Fam, I've been to theaters to watch two movies. I don't miss it. I'll be honest. Yeah, one, of those, one of those times we went together because we went out of the theater. Exactly. I don't necessarily miss that. No. I, so renting out the theater was cool. It's actually kind of expensive for new new titles, so do it for older titles. Yeah, we did it for Elf, and we did it for Wonder Woman. Outside of Honestly, that, you can also do it to play video games. I've seen that. AMC is going hard into paint with that. A group of college students, um, after they finished like, semester exams or whatever, rented out a theater for a whole day and did nothing but play Smash. <laughs> Bro, honestly... My kind of day. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I wish I could do it, but then I'm really bad at Smash, like real, real. Bad. Honestly, listen, and for those of you that are getting this the day after Valentine's Day, and you forgot all day or whatever, your girl's mad at you, your boy's mad at you, your significant other is mad at you, and you're just like, oh, don't worry, I've just been saving something special for you. Rent out a theater all day, watch rom coms, do whatever, watch whatever movies you want. Big facts. Solved. Free See. Vacation. Coach, coach, I'm out of play, but I'm a coach. <laughs> run we run the, the game. We run, run the game. Yeah, we're, I, yeah I'm, I'm, I'll be 30 this year, so I'm firmly in the coaching category. I'm out the game. I'm definitely coaching the game. Bro, Brady needs to be out the game. Brady needs to be out the game. Did you see the way he got carried off that boat after tossing the Lombardi trophy from his $2.5 million yacht? Bro. Honestly, he kind of he deserves, like, he can do that. He's the only person that can do that at this yeah, point in time. Big, big facts. Like, I feel like him, Serena Williams, LeBron James, and Bill Russell, who's somehow still alive, R.I.P. Kobe, we lost the GOAT. Like, I don't know how we lost Kobe before we lost Bill Russell, but those four, they have enough championships to do whatever they want. Like, you're not going to talk any kind of crazy mm-hmm. to Serena. She won, the, like, she won a Grand Slam with a baby in her stomach. You going to talk crazy to her? Yeah, she could do whatever she mm-hmm. wants. LeBron is being LeBron. LeBron is making no-look passes like he's Kuroko. I literally watched the pass, and I was like... This boy's been watching anime because that's dead ass, <laughs> dead ass, straight out of Kuroko's handbook. What is happening with LeBron? And then Brady, uh, like, I believe Patrick Mahomes to be uh, one of the most spectacular talents in the NFL. Like, the guy was, like, throwing side passes like he was in the Matrix and still putting him on a dime. But Brady's just a different level. He's a different monster. So, respect to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can definitely retire, though, because uh, we, we need some more chips in Kansas City. Yeah, well, and rolling back to uh, theaters, releases, companies holding off on movie releases, you know who shouldn't shouldn't have done that? Marvel. Mm. Black Widow needs to be put on streaming services now because no one cares about that movie. Yeah. I don't care about that movie anymore. Yeah, they're talking about, oh, this movie's going to be reserved for the theater experience. We want everyone. Nobody cares. You guys have waited a year and a half. This was supposed to release last year. This was oh, supposed to come out last gosh. March or April. They should have. They should literally just like 
let that drop and then drop the final ep- like the final episode of a WandaVision because honestly I care more about that than I care about Black Widow. Yeah, and it sucks because like Black Widow, she's she's a cool character. Very cool. She's awesome. I think Scarlett Johansson uh did fairly well with what she was given. Um I know Age of Ultron just kind of sucked for her character. Um but like I if this was released earlier, I would have genuinely been interested in this movie. Do I think Taskmaster is wasted on yes. like this? Yes. Yes, one hundred. But I'm also like hypercritical of a lot of things. So and, and like um, honestly, like they made good decisions on the big screen, right? For the most part, they've made all the good decisions on the big screen. Their small screen decisions still not the best. Like WandaVision is by far their best TV show that they've put out maybe ever. Uh, Technically, it's their only TV show they'll acknowledge. <laughs> big time. I mean, listen, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had one good episode. <laughs> hey, no, don't talk crazy. Don't talk, don't talk crazy on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., dog. Okay, I, maybe I'll retract that. For me, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had one good episode and a half good season. Uh, listen, Cloak, oh, where Cloak is and this? Dagger? Uh, all right, I mean, it, it's there. Hey, I'll... Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. Cloak and Dagger. I tried watching like the first the first 10, 12 episodes, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I get it. It's not for me. I get it. Runaways. I literally watched one episode. And I'm like, nah, I'm out. See y'all later. Uh, Black, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Lightning. That's DC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's DC. You're right. Um. But yeah, there's one more I'm thinking about. What am I thinking about? I mean, don't, we, I mean, you could get into the whole Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. I listen. Out of all of those, Agent Carter. Agent Carter was okay. All of those, Punisher was the best one. Like by 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 far, like Punisher mm-hmm. was the best one. Luke Cage season one was good. Luke Cage season two, not great. Daredevil season two yeah. is probably their best season of any show they've put out. But, like, as a whole package, Punisher is the best one of the Netflix series. Um, but WandaVision is, again, next level. So the small screen decisions, not great. Their video game decision making, even worse. Even worse. Somehow. I don't, somehow I don't it know is. How, I don't know how we went from having Avengers on the big silver screen be so good to having that video game being so bad. So oh, absolutely so bad. And again, some people are like, it's not Marvel's fault. That's that's Square Enix's fault. Nope, 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 no, no, nope. Square Enix um was working hand in hand with Marvel on this project. Um, and that's because Disney's kind of trying to rein in everything. Uh look at what happened with them pulling EA's license, like, nope, yeah, messed up. Come back. Uh bringing all their stuff back in house. So we can't just put all the blame yeah. on Square Enix for that. You gotta yeah, Disney's got to hold, hold hold some responsibility for that. <laughs> yeah, there are. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, there are small screen decisions because this is like the first glimpse we're getting of the MCU coming to the small screen of WandaVision. It's been phenomenal. It's it's been really good. It's been different, and I think that difference is really um, pulling people in. Because it's not really heavy on the action like we would see with Civil War, with Winter Soldier, uh, with Endgame. It's really like 
again following these sitcom tropes and i i think i was trying i was talking with someone and the analogy i used was uh instead of a four wall they gave us like a a pentagon to like a five a five wall setup yeah they have the tv show with the fourth wall being observed by like jimmy woo monica the ages sword darcy all of them with us being the fifth wall observing them observing the the show yeah the show happening and then it all kind of like they break the fourth wall it all coincides and stuff like that maybe that's not accurate this depiction i also completely suck at science and physics and aeronautical engineering or whatever you want to classify that as um but I want to roll back really quick to something that you had mentioned because Agents of Shield is phenomenal. Were there rough seasons? Absolutely. Season five was tough to make it through, but they got to end how they wanted to end. And I will always respect shows and creators for being able to roll out however they want to roll out their show. With that being said, I think the final season, season seven of Agents of Shield, was a better time heist than Endgame. Ooh, really? Yes. In my humble opinion, because uh, Endgame, the way that they did it, um, wasn't necessarily. I sorry. Let me let me actually lay this out for you before I do anything. So as you see, I have a piece of paper here uh, that is already <laughs> oh, boy, up with an actual timeline. I am in tears. I am in tears. <laughs> hey. Good to be back. Okay. Oh yeah, let's get it. All right. So yeah. the timeline. Let's go. Let's, let's let's see this timeline. Okay. So as you see, we have three spots where where we have the past, the present, and the future. Right. Yeah, I see it. And and here's the thing. I think why it works so well is because they they've been building up to this all freak like all season. It was an entire season thing. Uh, and so just kind of like to set the mood. Uh, the previous season there was some being from hell that that showed up uh, or from like a hell dimension who was trying to take over and they're just like oh uh what are we gonna do we're just gonna like stab her through the chest and like shove her back into this portal dimension she can never like we'll never have to deal with her again um and as so this is happening oh no she's dead dead okay um and so what happens is there's also all these other factors that are happening and they're having to follow what are called the chronicoms back into the past because they're trying to create a new earth on home by eradicating like certain parts of humanity. Yeah. And so in doing this, what happens is they go from the past. <clears throat> so they go from the present back into the past, just like this. Yeah. Okay. So there's one singular jump back into the past. And they have like this tracking beacon that allows them to follow the chronicoms as they're making these jumps into time. And so as they are falling back and they're just like making these subtle changes while they are um, um, trying to offset. So essentially trying to eradicate shield so they have no resistance when it comes to the present. And so as these things are happening, they're making these small jumps like a couple years into the future or something. Or it'll be like three years. Mm -hmm. Or it'll be like 15 years. So they bounce back, then they bounce forward? Yeah, so it's like they make one giant leap back, and then they're making like small hops 
forward, kind of like this. Mm-hmm. If you see like where we're getting stones, at, yeah. yes. And so, as they're doing this, they realize that a lot of the changes that are happening, things aren't going as planned. And so it's actually making this new timeline, as you can see. Aha. And so as they're making this new timeline, there's one key member that has been not around. That's just been gone all season. Fitz. Fitz is probably my favorite character in the entire show. Turns out what had happened was, so like, then he shows up towards the end and they're like, hey, we need to set everything right. And we need to jump. They're like, we need to jump into the main timeline because they're in the secondary timeline. And he's like, we can do that. It's like, yes, we can do that. And they end up doing that. And so we'll circle here. There's like a little arrow if you can see that. And anyone listening to this, sorry, I'm just like really <laughs> enthralled by this. What had happened was in the present, so from the jump that they made into the past, for the present, they left behind two people. They left Fitz and Simmons because those were the people that uh, were the smart, they're, they're the brains of the groups. They could figure out time travel in order to like help and save everything. So what they did was they took their sweet time building, so they hobbled through this entire timeline to the future, building this time machine, like the schematics and building it only to jump back to the present so they can jump back to the past to follow this trajectory. And then jump right back to the current present? To jump back in order to stop the chronicoms. That's that's actually super legit. That's actually really good. It's, and the thing is, like, it's happening. It's like, oh, how are they going to do this? How are they going to pull this off? And it was done so – I thought it was done really well. And to go out like that on that season, oof, so beautiful. We'll always have love for that show. Absolutely love it. Really sad to see it go. Now I, I love the why, casting. love the crew. Now I see why you said don't disrespect it. Okay, I get it. Uh, I definitely retract that. I remember watching, I think, season one and season two. And the season two, literally, I, I walked – I watched it, left my house – walked straight into the movie theaters to watch the third Avengers movie, I think. Whichever which one was around the Tesseract. That was the first one. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, it was definitely the first one. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So yeah, the whole show built up to the Tesseract, right? And it ended on a scene... And then I walked into the theaters and the movie picked up right where the show ended. I'm like, oh, this is good. This well, is- here's here's the thing. It's interesting because that is not the order that it's actually in. Because big picture, early Marvel Cinematic Universe, they didn't really acknowledge yeah. uh, Age of the Shield. They're just kind of like, oh, I guess it's there. Yeah. Uh, because season one, the end of season one, was actually Winter Soldier. If you remember, because all of the Hydra agents exposed themselves. You're right. You're right. Man, what a time to be alive. That was, anyway, they did some good stuff in there. And yet, that, so the movie, you notice in the movie, they never acknowledged Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they never really said what happened in the movie. They just called it the event. They never actually said any of the Avengers' names. They were like, yeah. Wonder Boy, the big green guy. Um, they just, they would talk. They'll say, they'll say Cap. Yeah, they'll say Cap. Um, yeah, but they never called Hulk Hulk. Not that I remember. Yeah. They do, they do name drop Thor. Um, and only, only, in, only in the later seasons, because they were kind of like more brought into the fold and not treated like a redheaded stepchild, um, that they were able to do some of that stuff. But they, and they do a really good job of separating themselves because they never really talk about the big events that happen in yeah. the movies. You can only guesstimate around the time of like what happens when. So let me ask you this question because again I didn't watch it so I'm I'm leaning heavily on you here. How did the blip affect the show? Did people get blipped out and blipped back in? Honestly, they didn't touch on it. Oh okay. Well, that's one way. They to do they it. really didn't. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like with the blip, there's a lot of things that uh, there's like the five year gap. They didn't really. Yeah, they didn't really deal with it. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, um, the blip affected, like, obviously the blip has a huge effect on WandaVision. It's literally one of the main plot points. Yeah, and maybe they did, but also they spent a lot of time time traveling in um, the later seasons. And so they were able to kind of forego having to talk about it that way. That makes sense. So I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> But you're right. Enough about time travel and why I think I should become a theoretical physicist at this point. Um, Good luck with that. Let's let let's talk about WandaVision because mm -hmm. oh here, my gosh, it. I'm here for it. I'm here for honestly, like, it. like I actually I don't even know if I said this at the beginning. Maybe it was before we started recording. This is now officially and forever will be a Jimmy Woo stand account. Big facts. Jimmy Woo is a big boy. Like my boy in that last episode, Jimmy got tired of being Mr. Nice Guy. He was like, Y'all forgot I'm an FBI agent? Hold these right. hold this knuckle sandwich real quick. What's happening? Right. He's like <laughs> he's like, I passed the exam for a reason. I got more than card tricks up in here. <laughs> it was like I got two hands and they made to eat for everyone. Hold this. You sir, hold that. So Oh man, Jimmy Will might be um I don't I don't know. I I, I obviously they create these characters to have this effect. I don't think they ever had any inkling that Jimmy Woo would be the fan favorite. So here's the thing. Maybe they did because they think about uh, Ant-Man, how people love Luis. Luis was a fan favorite character. Yeah, um, sure. And for all intents and purposes, a lot of the characters and persona that Randall Park, the actor, does – are just very lovable people. Like you look at him, he's like, I like, I don't know. I just like him. He looks like he would be a fun guy to be around. He looks like he could be anyone's friend. Big fact. Uh, and the way that he brings that energy into characters is just so freaking good. So obviously, like having him come over from Ant Man um, and just be that persona, be Jimmy Woo, is just so smart. So keen on that. They had to have known. They had to have known. Yeah. Well, they absolutely nailed the casting on this show. Like, everyone makes you feel an emotion, especially mm -hmm. the, le the leader of S.W.O.R.D., 
because I want to fight oh, that guy every oh, single time he's my. on screen. I want to oh, run my. hands every single time he opens his mouth. I'm like, Listen. do you want to fight? Because if that's Listen. what you're asking for, I can give you a fight. Oh, cannot, my gosh. That's good acting because I cannot stand that character. I'm so glad you said that because... I already have like a vein popping and it's just like, I, I hate this man so much. And, and I'm talking about like being, being 26 and just choosing violence every day this year, because I just don't have time for that. Yeah. Uh, honestly, he can fight Thanos 1v1 in the gulag and I would not care. I would not bat an eye. <laughs> the man literally is like trying to gaslight Wanda this entire time. And Wanda says, you know what? All right, I'm gonna let you off with a warning this time. As a matter of fact, turn your guns, turn your guns. <laughs> and so then left, and then he's like, you know what? Let's just send a welcome gift, and then tries to like blow her up, and then she's like, all right, bet you want to fight Thanos? Meet me in the gulag because I'm about to level up, <laughs> and we gonna have a word. Big fat. And I was like, honestly, he has it coming to him. He yes, he can die a fiery death. He can get stabbed in the heart just like Loki. I I don't care. I don't care. One of the things that I like. I'm trying to understand his motivation. Because if he thinks Wanda is this nuclear weapon who doesn't belong to any nation, it doesn't seem like he's trying to bring her into the fold. It looks like he's trying to eliminate her off the board. Fam, that's not how this works. So, like, if she already gave you a warning once, turn your guns, and then she sent your missile ship back at you, and you're still not listening. The one thing you shouldn't do is to let the one thing she cares about die. Let's mm -hmm. not do that. So what Vision, who's trying to figure everything out, um, and we could talk about this a little bit. Uh, we probably should have given a spoiler warning, but if you're already at this point, you've probably figured it out. Uh, when Vision is trying to figure out what's going on um, and realizes there's a certain part in the city where people can't like go past because they just freeze, and he steps outside and begins to decompose, what you should do is provide help, especially mm -hmm. when the other nuclear physicist runs out and tells you, like, hey, he's dying. You should help him. Don't just stand there and watch this man die because obviously she's pissed. And now she's just taking over everything. Yeah. So it's interesting because being on being on TikTok, if 2020 is giving me anything, it is a shorter attention span and the capacity to just like scroll mindlessly through TikTok, uh, among other things. Um, someone pointed out that in the comics... Ultron takes on a human facade at one point oh. and tracks down Vision. And if you remember in episode six, he had tracking and location and known well-being and whereabouts of everyone in Westview. Yeah, I saw that. But was specifically tracking Vision. Yep. And I think, uh, I don't know if it's confirmed or if someone like Photoshopped it or whatever, did some coding to make it look this way. I'm pretty sure the voice actor for Ultron is on the credit list for season one of WandaVision. No. no I... not, not like credits, but like if you Google like WandaVision, mm -hmm. he's on there. As who? Because I haven't heard his voice. Not yet. That's the thing. Because I'm trying to think of like the flashbacks. Like we see him, we see parts of him, but we don't hear him. Unless it's one of those things like it's a whisper that's already happened. But we have three episodes left, and they're all hour long each. Yes, that's a big that's a big thing. That all the new episodes are going to be one hour apiece, which is amazing. Um, again, 
best small screen decisions they've made yet. Like they are hitting everything on the head. Yeah. So like, look at this. So you have like WandaVision, and look at that. Yo, he's right. That's him. You're absolutely right. Oh, 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 oh. oh man. So uh, I know a lot of people have been, especially you. You've been on the TikToks. You've been letting people know. Okay, this is what's gonna happen. What's happening with the uh, Mysterio? Who, Pietro? Mysterio playing because I've seen a lot of things on TikTok about uh, Mysterio being involved in manipulating people to get the wand. Nope, I I don't think so because you have to remember at this point this is so this would be shortly after. Endgame? Yes. I don't know if this coincides at the same time as Far From Home, because I believe Far From Home is like a couple months after um, Endgame. So I don't know if Mysterio would be involved in that, because if you think about the beginning of Far From Home, uh, he's still very much anonymous and at large, like doing all these feigned superhero stunts. Um, And even if it was like towards the end of it, the old guy, if he becomes the new Mysterio, he's on the lamp. He's not stopping to help any sort of government agency or affiliation. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so no Mysterio. You did mention the F4 reference. Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Reed Richards. My guy Reed Richards showing up. Let's go. Mephisto. That's been a popular one. And... I, because I was talking about this with with my boy Jay the other day. Um, I think, yeah, yeah. I think, because the big question is, like, how did this come to be? Is Wanda the one in control or she's the one that is making everything happen? Uh, People have been, like, flip-flopping. And there's arguments for both sides. I think after episode six, we know Wanda's in control now. Or she has a major influence on what's happening now. But I don't think she's the one that started it. Because yeah, remember she, episode she five. Said, she said she doesn't remember how it started. She just. Yeah, it just happened. It was more of like, uh, obviously, she went to go get Vision's body. She's distraught. She's depressed. She's like suffering through a lot of like psychosis breaks. Um, and then next, you know, she she like pass out, wake up. And she's like in this world of Westview where she's with Vision. And they have a life together. And they have annoying neighbors or nosy neighbors. Um so it could be under the influence of someone like Mephisto or Nightmare or whoever. And it's more of like they prodded her or gave her the keys to drive. They just didn't know how far she was going to go with it. That makes sense. Alternatively, I was thinking about this and I was thinking about what I would want or like how best they could do this. What if it actually is just Wanda? Like no one else, just Wanda. Yeah, I, I've heard that theory, and again, for me, you guys already know who my favorite villain is, my my favorite, at least within the Marvel Universe. I'm a DC boy, you guys already know this, I think, if you don't know this before, we are DC heads, Marvel is secondary, except to the big screen. Most of the time, Marvel makes the best decisions on the big yeah. screen. DC Rock with everyone in DC except Booster Gold. <laughs> Join our clubhouse group where we spend an hour doing nothing but slamming this boy as the worst DC superhero of all time. But um, on comicbook.com, 
It seems Wanda may have dropped a slight hint on Doctor Doom, which Doom is my absolute favorite. And if Doom is a thing, it like it could mean a whole lot more. So it says uh, Sarkovian antagonist with the uh, skin thing. Can't believe WandaVision dropped Doctor Doom on us like that. And uh, it's mm-hmm. basically a picture. It's this picture. If it's, if it's going to adjust or not. Oh, yeah. So long story, it shows... Uh, what's the name of that kid who was always trying to steal your... Uh, what is it? Your boots? You know? The one with the thing? He had the skin thing? If you, if you know, yeah. Dr. Doom has a skin issue. That's why he wears the face mask. So, Doom... That was only after the cosmic radiation in most iterations, though. True. So, Doom is officially exists somewhere in this universe. We don't know where, but it's important that she mentioned him because Doom could be a major factor in Phase 4. Mm-hmm. Especially with the launch of like Fantastic Four and how they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, are we in Phase 4 or Phase 5? I, I lost what phase we're We're in. 5. Yeah, Phase 5. Yeah, because Phase 4 uh, is... Phase 4 is all... Yeah, we're 5. Maybe? Yeah, I don't maybe. know. It well, gets confusing. Well, here's my thing. We've already... We have alternate universes. We've got alternate timelines. We've got alternate reality. We've got all three. And all three pieces are separate, especially in the Marvel universes. Like, this alternate universes, that's a thing. Alternate timelines and alternate dimensions. Um, and alternate... Now, alternate realities. Um, Doctor Doom is kind of the dimension guy. Make sure the dimensions don't cross. Make sure the demons don't come through. Alternate realities is WandaVision's domain. Alternate universes is kind of the Guardians of the Galaxy's domain. Um, what's the other one I mentioned? Timeline. Also, Doctor Doom. Uh, Strange's. Strange. Yeah, Strange kind of takes care of timeline things. If we get the convergence of all four, we could be walking towards a battle world. I would love to see Battle World on the big screen, but with the quality of writing we're getting right now, I would love to see some sort of Battle World on the small screen. It also means we would get God Doom. And I just want to watch Doom rip Thanos' skull out of his body on the big screen. Or the small screen. Honestly, I just want to watch that live animated because that's one of the greatest comics I've ever read. Yeah. But we, we would have to get a little bit before we get into God Doom, considering we don't even have actual Doom yet. True. This is all very true. And Fantastic <laughs> Four is cursed. They've tried that series four times. Matter of fact, everyone that was in Fantastic Four now has a better role in Marvel. <laughs> yeah, literally everyone. Michael B. Jordan, better role. Uh, Chris Evans, better role. They, they haven't recast uh, Jessica Alba no. or... What's his name uh, that played Reed? I can't remember who played The Rock. Was it? I almost said Bruce Willis. It wasn't Bruce Willis. Yeah, his name is Bruce Stout. Uh And then Miles Teller, nowhere near the MCU that I'm aware of. Uh, or I don't even remember who played Susan. So or, the ones, uh, the ones that think. have been recasted have gone on to become... Johnny Storm. Jo- yeah, everyone that's been Johnny Storm <laughs> has gone on to be an amazing character. And again, like... God bless the dead. Hopefully we see uh, something happen with the um, characters that we have left in the Black Panther like book. 
um, Shuri is going to be assuming the mantle. That's another big thing that happened. Um, mm -hmm. Rest in peace to the late, great, late, great, great, great um, Chadwick Boseman. What a what a, what a career! What a life! What a human! Yeah. Like quietly was battling cancer and still just having amazing performances. We kind of again oh, yeah. the Twitter like the whole planet kind of like slandered him for saying he was using the crack. No, it was cancer, and he still like came out of Black Panther and did Twenty One Bridges. Did his last movie on Netflix with Viola Davis. My boy was out here getting ready to do. Um, <laughs> He was getting ready to do another movie for um, Black Panthers. He did the Five Bloods. Uh, so much respect to him. God bless the dead. Um, so we got Shuri is, is assuming the mantle of Black Panther. and We'll see what happens there. I'm interested to see what, what other characters pops up. I think Okoye is going to have to assume a more prominent part as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But let's... Uh... Let's let's switch gears here a little bit because uh, I really wanted to hit two more things before uh, we call it wraps for our first episode of 2021 and in a while. Um, jumping cinematic universes or universes in general mm -hmm. to DC. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's talk about static. Mm, 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 mm. What's going on with my boy, Virgil, my, Virgil Hawkins? My boy got some Air Force Ones. He got some air. He got some air. Um, some Air Force ones from uh, what's that boy named Jerry Lorenzo before he jumped ship to Adidas. That right. redesign looks amazing. It really does. Uh, I not only the color scheme, but like the modernization. Uh, the Travis Scott hairline. <laughs> the two front braids. Um, I think honestly, this is the best redesign for a character I've ever seen. Um, and I'm hoping this is official from Disney. Do you have any word? Uh, no. I'm trying to look at this route here real quick. Where did you send it to me at? Oh, so this is official. It's got the DC watermark on it. So apparently, let me read this from Polygon. DC reimagined static has an electric new look. I hate, hate that headline. Uh, Matt Patches, go back to the drawing board with that one. Uh, I think I sent it to you on Instagram. So this, okay. this is the, oh my goodness, my camera can't capture it. Yeah, so... Um, I'm looking, so I'm looking at the, the guy who, uh, posted it and contributed to the redesign. Um, Can so it's actually a right. one Nicholas, shot. Nicholas Darper Ivy. Yeah. Nicholas Draper. Dra yeah. So he did static, but he also did hot streak. Yes. And I see that now. That looks insane. That looks tough. And it looks like there's the announced. So. Um, it's a one shot that's out on February 26th and it looks like there's a secondary announcement that's coming out that day so Introduce honestly all of these seasons of static icon rocket hardware 
just beginning. There will be more stories in these fa with these favorite characters to come. Fans will see appearances from legendary Blood Syndicate. Wow, setting the stage for an expansive milestone event later in the year. Milestone returns. Okay. Honestly, and I really do like like how I don't know if I'm a fan of like the the bill on the hood yeah, of like I, his I, jacket. I, I just thought that was a hat uh he had. When it's on, it looks good. When he the hood is down, it looks he looks crazy. When the hood looks back, it looks like it should be a helmet. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would rather that just be a helmet. But, you know, it's definitely modern static and it looks legit. In yeah, April, cape's got to go. Yeah, for sure. In April, DC will launch static following a newly designed version of Virgil Hawkins. Concept art above. Here's the official synopsis. It's monthly miniseries. In, the monthly, in this monthly miniseries, 20 pages, um... Bullied nerd, Virgil is gifted with incredible elect electromagnetic powers in the wake of blah, 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 blah. Okay. This summer, DC will launch two more digital first series, Icon and Rocket, June 21st, and Hardware from Cowan and Swinsky, August 23rd. All will be books, will be free to read on DC Universe upon release. So if you don't have DC Universe, go ahead and cop that right now. Also, cop Marvel Unlimited right now those are two great mm -hmm. comic reading apps those are the two official comic book apps from dc and marvel respectfully so if you want to read the back catalog go ahead get them i think it's like 10 bucks a month for marvel unlimited i can't remember how much dc um universe is i'll probably pay for it and don't remember um it's probably like eight bucks yeah eight or nine bucks if you want to be an advertiser your ad can go here right after <laughs> we get talking about all the apps we're downloading and all the subscriptions <laughs> we forgot about uh but real quick one last thing following the vein of dc snyder cuts coming out mm. it's coming soon yeah they actually just released a trailer for it i'm super excited um, about it and listen i let me let me publicly say this if I've learned anything since turning 26 is that I'm not going to mince words. Um, and in that respect, I will one be choosing violence a lot of the times. <laughs> and two, like I, I will say like, I'm wrong. I might be wrong. I'm probably not wrong, but there's a slight chance that I'm wrong. Uh, this might actually be good. <laughs> like I've been standing here like, like this is like why would you spend seventy to ninety million dollars in reshoots uh, for a movie that's still probably going to be trash anyways? It's probably not going to be that much better than the Justice League we got. This trailer disproves all that. Gives me hope, and I don't want to hope. I have hope. I, again, I was like, why are we getting hyped for a movie we've already seen? I saw the trailer. I'm like, I don't think I've seen this movie. This looks like a totally different movie. There's new scenes. Um, it looked like they reacted, but they clearly didn't. Unless they did, they reshoot some of these scenes. They had to have reshot. He, he had a budget. He had a budget to do reshoots. I think uh, okay, so Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot is one of the few where she was like, "Oh, I wasn't contacted about doing any reshoots," but she also could be just lying and deflecting. Yeah. So I mean, after after what happened with Wonder Woman, which we didn't necessarily talk about, but. We don't. We didn't need to talk about that. All you need to know is Pedro Pascal. <laughs> That's all you need to know Big and facts. care about. Big facts. Uh, that movie had so much potential. They tried to do too much. And anyway, but yeah, back to the Snyder Cut. 
I'm excited. I'm cautious about the Joker. I think he could be good. But we'll I, see. We'll I just, see. I just, I just never really been on board with Jared Leto as Joker. And watching this, I'm seeing it, and I was just like, okay, this just gives me like that creepy guy from high school vibes. Honestly, I've probably seen that same guy on campus of college at least three times in a semester. Big I'm facts. Like, Big facts. So I'm, I'm, I'm just like he, he looks, he looks weird to me i don't know what it is but it just looks off and like he definitely looks psychotic don't get me wrong he looks good but i'm really hoping they're pulling the one two switcheroo with there's three jokers to explain why we have such a weird looking joker <laughs> yeah i was gonna say maybe maybe we're in a god share situation maybe we have three multiple yeah the three jokers in play at once because that would be that would be something else I mean, also, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna while we're while we're kind of talking about the the Batman mythos. Shout out to to all the Robins and all the sidekicks, preferably my favorite one, Tim Drake. But Dick Grayson's a close second. That's all I had to say. I don't know why I jumped from like Joker to Robins. I well, mean, probably because he he killed Jason. Yeah, well, you you know my answer to that. It's Damien gang all day. We gang over here. Keep it in the Bat family for real. Uh, <laughs> um, even though that I'm realizing that Damien is not a real popular Robin. People don't like my guy, and I'm just like, why? He's literally Bruce's son. That's his son. That's his real life actual son. He's been playing stepdaddy to these orphans for the last twenty years, and he finally gets a son. And y'all are like, nah. What are we doing? <laughs> I guess because we just like the contrast of the Robins to Batman is when we get an actual Robin like Batman. Yeah, and everybody's like, we don't like this. That's his real life son. That's his blood. And everybody's like, well, he's too much like Batman. That's the point. But anyway, I digress. I am still waiting for the point where, and it might have already happened in the comics. I haven't been reading for, I, I don't have time to read for fun anymore. I'm in grad school. I have internship and i have three jobs i don't sleep um kevin gate has two phones and i have no sleep that's what I... <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I love that i love that yeah and that's probably good that's probably a good point to end the podcast on matt it's so good to be back we've missed this fans we've missed you it's so good to be back we can't wait to do this again if you have things you would like to talk about um hit us up what are the socials matt Yep, you can follow us on all social media at Eman Podcast um, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And as we're getting back into the the momentum and the steam of uploading episodes and getting content, we'll be using those a bit more. But to stay tuned for all the action and get front row seats to the best fight since Usman decided to remain champion. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Matt underscore Gutu, where I will always be explaining why I should be a theoretical physicist or get my graduate degree in Pokemon studies. Nah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll be applying to the University of GX, where I'll be majoring in fusion um, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> 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 if I get another degree, it'll be a PhD in Dragon Yu-Gi-Oh cards. 
Yes, for sure. <laughs> Some people are called those geologists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, definitely want to be working towards my PhD in Dragon Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Because, again, you can say whatever you want about Exodia. You can say whatever you want about the Egyptian God cards. Nobody wanted any smoke when Kaiba showed up with Blue Eyes White Dragon. And then when Yugi nobody when Yugi fused his black his dark magician with uh Joey's red eyes black dragon, everybody went home. Everybody this is fact. shut up and went home. So you can keep that oh dragon poker Dragon Yu-Gi-Oh cards ain't that good. You can take that and throw it right in the trash because I've seen the show and I know what happens when Kaiba shows up with his blue eyes white dragon. All of you homies go home. So yeah, <laughs> I will let you know what my uh, my uh, fusion professor tells me about fusing dragons with other dragons next week on another episode. Tune in next week. Find out what happens next week on another episode <laughs> of even more about nothing. <laughs> oh but seriously guys as always thank you so much um we're so close to 200 we're still trying to figure out what we're gonna do for 200 just because it's been super special so cool um just to be able to do this we started this as something uh just because like we're already having conversations anyways um why not put a microphone in front of us and let people listen in to some of the stupid stuff that we talk about the stuff that we end up being passionate about um and you won't always agree with us Ever. You always won't. I never agree with Caleb. This, I this never. Is this is also very true. <laughs> it's always Caleb saying something and me saying mm, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it goes. This is how we seriously works. appreciate you guys listening. Uh, and it is so good to be back. I believe the great American poet, Mr. Rogers, once said, It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, but not here because it's sub zero. We'll catch you guys next <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs>